Hey everybody, welcome to episode 37 of the Harland Highway Podcast. We have a great guest today, Eric Bowser, one of the best voiceover cartoon voice guys in the industry. We're going to have an incredible, stimulating conversation uh, with him. And uh, it's going to be great. And just so you know, he's from Canada. I'm from Canada. And at the top of the interview, we got so excited talking about Canada and Canadian stuff that we talked for like 20 minutes about all this goofy, crazy, inside uh, story Canada material. And I realized having that at the top of the podcast would probably have a lot of you going, what the hell are they talking about? So what I did is I moved it to the back end of the podcast as some bonus material. So if you're Canadian or you want to learn more about Canada and some of our customs and our pop culture stuff, uh, it's a really fun conversation and you'll find that on the back end of the podcast um and also just before we get going here i want to remind you guys uh about my uh book that i've written a collection of short stories called journeys available now at uh, amazon.com and then the book that i wrote before journeys is called crave full of zombies and crazy stories another collection of short stories and my book before that called don't look under the bed Another collection of weird, wild, Twilight Zone-ish uh, short stories. So just type in the name of any book on Amazon.com. Don't look under the bed, Crave, or Journeys. And you can order your books on uh, Kindle, digital, or you can get a hard copy like these here. So uh, hope you enjoy my short stories. The latest one is Journeys. And now, let's go on a journey right down the Harland Highway, episode 37. Hope you enjoy. Thank you for all your comments. Thanks for for subscribing. Thanks for telling your friends about the show. And uh, love having you here. Let's do it. The Harland Highway. Boom. You're riding down the Harland Highway. Now we're recording. All right. Do we have to do a, a hand slate, a clap? Do you want to do one? Sure. No one's ever done one. I'd oh, love well, it if you did one. This is one. it. This is uh, Harlan Highway, mm-hmm. episode 433. Special Fourth. guest, Eric Bowser. Boom. Mark, Mark. And, and then my job is to hit the theme music. Yep. Paul Schaefer's down there? Yeah, Paul, little baldy. Paul! We got a little baldy down there. The only time I ever saw Paul Schaefer in public, he was getting out of a car. This was oh, at Paramount wow. Pictures. Yeah. Followed by uh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. So uh, Dan Aykroyd, Paul Schaefer, and then Dave Thomas from SCTV. Three Canadians. Yeah. Just walking out of the same car together. What? And I was like... Wait, where was this? Paramount Pictures. Oh, okay. I thought, for some reason, I thought it was like at the Glendale Gallery (laughs) or something. And I'm like, what are they doing? This was at the Americana by the Fountain. Yeah. And they were having a Haagen-Dazs. The (laughs) Haagen-Dazs and swapping shoplifting uh, prizes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, buddy, welcome to the Harland Highway Podcast. This is it. Isn't that a sweet logo? This is it. I finally made it. Where most Canadians come and they're, and they're, uh, and that's it. They come. They come. They they come. Yeah. It's, it's. (laughs) Oh, God. And do you want to slate the end of the show now? Yeah. 
Can you ruin my career? Yeah. We're here to talk about children's cartoons, yeah. and I already, already that's what just, happens, Harlan. When I when I, I see you, I, just, I give eighteen and up. <laughs> yeah, it's it crazy. Yeah. It's weird because um, you do a little bit of stand-up comedy too. But before we get into that, you've done it because we've done it together. You forced me. We've done it together. <laughs> but this is Eric Bowser, and he is one of the premier uh, voice actors. Yeah. Around. Uh, well, and I mean, kudos to you, well, man. Thank you. You went into a very unique um, line of work, like which is again another similarity that we have animation. Yeah. Can can we talk about your journey, like how you broke into sure. the voice? Because before we go into it, I want to tell people, you know, a lot of people, and you probably know this, a lot of people, oh, I want to get into voice acting. It's right. so easy. You it's just so got to, you know, you just show up and you, <laughs> you know, you just got to do a voice. And it, and what people don't know, we know, uh-huh. but the voice over the voice acting world in Los Angeles, where it's the, the prime people, it is such a tightly knit, right. cliquey oh, yeah. group. It's almost like a club. It's it, it, almost little, like trying to like get a into a club, and it's not easy. So right. that's why I'm fascinated. I want to hear how you kind of broke into this really condensed, tough world. It is true. Yeah. If, if you, if you, and it's true to this day. Even though we are trying to shake things up, in even in animation, yeah, uh, diversity and and ethnicity and and authentic casting, you know, which yeah. is which is great. Um, but like you know, it's voiceover. When yeah. I started, it was it was not about what you look like. And cut to now, we're going to go right to the top of the pecking chain. You're the voice <laughs> of Bugs Bunny. Uh, that's right, Harlan. Some may say that I do the voice of this famous rabbit. Um, I don't know how that happened, how a Filipino-Canadian from Scarborough is now the voice of uh, <laughs> this rabbit. And let's not forget Daffy. Everyone, oh, yeah. oh brother, everyone wants to talk about that rabbit. No one wants to talk about me, the real star of Looney Tunes. <laughs> Daffy Duck. Yeah. yeah, Daffy. Now you'll you'll like oh. this. This is soiled forever. This. No, it's beautiful. To, yeah, I don't know. I, it was it was the Bugs Bunny and Tweety show on Global. Yeah, Global. Which is one of our a Canadian, Canadian network. Yeah. Oh, is that where you started doing it? I started like as old as I was enough to watch TV. Yeah. I was fixated on Looney Tunes. Oh, I see. I think a lot of people grow up on either the Disney side of the fence or the Warner Brothers side yeah, of the yeah, fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, it was Flintstones, Jetsons, and Bugs Bunny. Wow. That's pretty much all I watched like growing up. And and yeah, for whatever reason, like um, you know, I would I was so obsessed that I would record on VHS, these cartoons, and kind of, like, pause and, like, look at the drawings and, and draw the characters. Oh, or, yeah, because you you draw as well. Yeah, you're a exactly. pretty great artist. But I would listen to. I mean, yeah. like, getting, like, the, no, no one beats, like, Mel Blanc at, uh, at performing voiceover because he did so many of those different personalities. And, you know, I mean, he was talking to himself is one thing. Yeah. But, like, the energy and and... Now knowing, like, I mean, he was doing these cartoons in the 40s. Yeah. So he was probably wearing, like, a four-piece wool suit. Yeah, right. Smoking unfiltered cigarettes yeah. inside at Warner Brothers. Yeah. Uh, asbestos in the ceiling. Oh, and God. no air conditioning. Yeah, what's up, yeah. Doc? <laughs> Possibly drinking. That's where Doc came from. He, is, he needed a doctor <laughs> half the time. Doc, I... Uh, I uh, yeah, yeah, he was probably a poor guy. But, but look, you know, 80 years later, we're still talking about... These characters, like we know them, like our, our grandparents. It's amazing, yeah. yeah. But but that must have been. I mean, that's such an iconic character yeah. in in pop culture. Yeah. 
So tell me about the day. You've probably been asked this a million times, but since not by you, I've never asked you. you. Tell me about the process, the auditioning process, or or did you just get offered Bugs Bunny, or did you have to go in against some of these? Like I said, there's a very tight circle of prime voice artists in this town. And even more specific when it comes to these legacy characters, right? Because not everyone can do them. Some people get close. And then the ones that do hit the, at least within the bullseye, they, they kind of hang on, you know? Yeah, there was um, a guy named Joe Alasky, right? Didn't yes. he do it and for he a while? And he was a stand-up he comic. Did, I did stand-up comedy with him You're back in the day. You're kidding me. Yep, yep. He was a fabulous impressionist. Yeah, he was great. Um, he, was, he was around for a long time. Yeah. And um, sweating like a pig under a... Oh, oh yeah, do, you yeah, need, yeah. do you need some ice? <laughs> do you need a... Can I get you a waffle or some... A lobster or something? I feel like a piece of KFC. Uh, How about a carrot? Would you want a a carrot, Bugs? You got a carrot on ice? (laughs) That would be great, Doc. Um, uh, No, but... um, yeah, we. Oh, that's that. That'll get me right in the back in the zone. I was well, like, where what, was I? Yeah, where? Um, tell us. Tell me about the audition. Like from when you go in the door and who's sitting in the lobby and do you, do you remember oh, going up against well, other big actors? I ended up booking um, Marvin. Only Marvin. Okay. It was like 2011, yeah. Marvin the Martian. And yeah. I was thrilled. I was like, fine. I don't even care. Even if he's one episode. Uh, Marvin the Martian Earth creature, he was one of my favorites. In the original run of Looney Tunes, he only had about four or five different uh, animated shorts versus Bugs and Daffy who had hundreds, right? Yeah, in 40 and years. he had that weird, well, like, kind of that voice that went there it way is. back in here. I'm, type I'm of retiring, thing. and Harlan, you're taking no, over. No, no, I'm it. just saying it's, it's such a weird, get, specific voice. Yes. But I feel like of all the Mel Blanc voices, yeah. Marvin is like a, a good way to like slide into the Mel Blanc like universe. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because I think it's it's very you know a lot of people uh, you know when they do that it's close to Kermit you know like like a froggy a, a froggy type voice in the back like a clogged oh, yeah, uh, yeah yeah I'm Kermity frog exactly here. you just change the inflection and you're suddenly Kermit yeah. for Marvin. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, Harlan's a bit of a voc- vocal genius. Uh, he's a kind of amazing. Um, I, I, okay, so we go, we go Marvin the Martian. So, so then- Marvin for almost uh, over 10 years now, for sure. But I only ever got to audition for Bugs and or Daffy. Uh, it, it had been another decade that had passed before they rebooted the show again. So you walk in the building, you're like, w- oh, what's the audition process ju- for you? Just an email and, ju- you know, read at home. Okay. I think the first character that I had booked outside of Marvin now at this point was Daffy. Okay. And it, they really wanted to do, like, the new Warner Brothers animation logo, but with Daffy Duck jumping all around it. Okay. And it was the crazy Daffy, not yeah, like... Yeah, the hyper. Yeah, yeah. Not the sarcastic Chuck Jones, Richard Dreyfus Daffy, as I like to call him. Right. Richard Dreyfus. You have sharks. There are sharks all over your shirt. Are you scared, Daffy? I am terrified. I am not going to be a hot meal. Mayor Vaughn, what we're dealing with here is a perfect eating machine. Uh, yeah, and oh, all yeah. This, yeah that, that's it. Imagine, that's it. But, well, imagine Richard Daffy and Jaws. <laughs> that would be so funny. Are you eating this? <laughs> Red wine, you have to let that breathe a oh, little. Well. Um, yeah, the tooth the size of a shot glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Imagine uh, Quint as, yeah. Uh, as Daffy. Oh, my God. I'll catch your shark. 
have them stuffed. Yeah, well, uh, all the lines. We, we got to look up some of the lines oh, from that movie. Man, but on. yeah, uh, I did the Daffy the... <laughs> you know, I did that. Sounds I mean, I, like sounds like uh, Tigger. Yeah, after, Tigger uh, like a, a Tigger that's not on crystal math. Like he's a he's a little bit milder than Tigger because Tigger is yeah. <laughs> or whatever he was. Imagine those two making love in a Motel Six. <laughs> Daffy and Tigger going at it. Oh my god! I mean, I've never imagined it, but I know you have. Yeah, well, and I we're have. doing it right yeah. now on yeah. the show. Yeah, um, their but, children would be like slinkies just <laughs> popping through the roof. But they both have the same color scheme, orange and black. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I, I don't think you, it would be a bad thing. Yeah, be I good. Think, I think. It, so we got we got uh, now we got Daffy, and then who came up behind Daffy? Bugs, Bugs, uh, and, and then Tweety because oh yeah, Tweety because yeah. they were again looking for. You know, they, they, they really wanted to revamp how uh, these characters, back to the drawing board, like Daffy was the still crazy one. Tweety's always just been an innocent troublemaker. Yeah. Like, I think Tweety's, Tweety actually just turned 80 years old. Yeah. Um, I, I, I bet you only thought I was two and a half. Oh. Oh, oh doody. Oh, that, that bad old putty tat. Um, so I'm going to eat that bird if it's the last thing I do. I'm starved. Um, God. Yeah, that's the, so, so that's I just right. want to jump so over this table and hug you. <laughs> it's like, she's so cute. Little Tweety Bird. And it's funny because... God, um, I want to hug you. I want to squeeze you, Tweety. Pretty. Oh, oh, Howen, maybe after we stop woeing, uh, oh. you know, we cut film. Um, but it's funny because that voice is kind of almost in the same... I call it the, the House of Mel Blanc, and some characters live in the attic. Like, if you talk like Tweety... Uh, and you lose the baby talk, and you start talking with a New York accent, it becomes Bugs Bunny Duck, and oh. you kind of drop it down. And also, Tweety was also pitched up, sped up. Um, oh, really? They, yeah. they tweaked it? They did. Oh, they did. interesting. They did. Um, Mel Blanc can do anything, but like just in order to separate voices and maybe just add to the fact that he's like a tiny baby bird... It's like, I'm, I'm already doing a self-pitch when I do Tweety in the sessions. Ooh, Dwayne, I taught I taught Putty Tad. I yeah. did, I did teach Putty Tad. Yeah. Now they pitched that up even further. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. that sounded perfect to me. So you, right, but I think I think just to give it that even, that wow, it, like yeah. that almost inhuman sound that yeah. only like a bird could make. And then uh, Bugs, they kind of leave alone. I do kind of like my own normal kind of... Uh, range. It's just a little bit more nasal, and you kind of push it to the front of your nose and your teeth. And yeah, uh, that's can, it, Doc. That's it, Doc. I that's can't do it. No. You could do, like, Bugs' dad. Yeah, yeah. I could be yeah, Bugs' dad, Doc. <laughs> no, not even close. Uh, Pop, uh, yeah. I, I saw the truck out front. We're going to go to the farm, to Bulk Barn, and get a lot of, uh, a lot of candy. Yeah, and I'm going to leave you there, you <laughs> loser. Get a job, you hairy freak, or I'm going to feed you to a leopard yak. Right. That's it. That's basically the plot of a, any Looney Tunes short. I got to be honest. I was a guy, even as a kid, yeah. I enjoyed watching the animation like a few times. Yeah. But I ended up really not liking the Warner Brothers cartoons okay. Okay. because it That's was okay. always the same. It was the coyote dropping an anvil you know, on the Roadrunner. It was... Elmore's shooting bugs and bugs somehow living. Yeah. It was Daffy and Tweety, and it was always they were always just trying to kill each other, and none of them ever died. Right, and what, they always came back. And I just when I've seen this movie before, you know what's weird about that? Again, it's because they were made to be shown 
to, they never thought that this would be a show. Over and over again. Right. Yeah, I see. So there was, okay. ne- if you watch the Looney Tunes over and over again in those years, you could tell that you're meeting Elmer for the first time every time you start a show. And right, which is why right. he goes, shh, be very, very quiet. I'm hot and wabbit. <laughs> and that's why you probably went, I'm going, I'm going Looney yeah. Tunes watching this over and over again because it's the same story. Because yeah. they, they are always made to reintroduce you to these characters. I get it, yeah. Like you've never seen them Because it was only yeah. meant for a little right. teaser at the beginning of a movie. Right. And in, in, in that sense, too, you may have been, if you were in the 40s, you might, I'm going to go get some popcorn and a soda. Yeah. I, and you might not have even seen that short. Yeah. You get back and the movie starts or the newsreel still happening. But even then, with the amount of cartoons that... They did play in front of movies, mm-hmm. like like I guess I'm 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 not trying to admonish these creators from back then, but come on, I'm, it it's the same beat. The coyote always failing to kill the roadrunner. You know what? Even it, though he's got nuclear bombs and machine guns you know, and bulldozers yeah. well, and dynamite, uh, we're doing a movie. It'll be out next year. They've they've announced it, but uh, it's called Acme uh, Coyote versus Acme. Okay, where the coyote. Sues the Acme Corporation for years of failed products. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and now uh, you're getting, now you're moving the yeah, storyline yeah. along. So Will Forte is representing the Coyote. John Cena is the rep from Acme. Oh, good. And it's great. I, I gotta say, I uh, it's I think it's gonna be a good one. And I think I think both adults and kids will be very into it. And um, okay, yeah. I gotta know though because I you're avoiding the question for some reason. <laughs> Okay. What is that exact process where you you you're oh. getting Bugs Bunny? Okay. Do you walk in a room and audition? Do you yes. you said something about an email? What so, is the process so you where get, you went and got it like, for you? Like most actors in in this town and across America, any actor, yeah, you get the email and this is the call. It's like Warner Brothers, Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes, right? They give you the exact description of what they want. Again, right. a throwback to the early forties. Yeah, Bugs. He's kind of a bit of a wise ass and not yeah. like the sarcastic Bugs or the the half lidded cool Bugs. Yeah, um, he's kind of like. Of course, you realize this means war. You know yeah. that Bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the real like. I, I so was good. just reading a book here, Doc, and all of a sudden you ruined my day, Holland. Uh, a hawk tried to kill me out there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it was that Bugs, and I decided in my audition when I was recording it from home. By the way, I think this was. Like, this is what I'm trying yeah, to get to. Yeah, when, re- why are you avoiding? I'm, I'm, Where I'm, were slow. you? How did you? I'm trying do- to make mine a two-parter. No. This, uh, how did- Cut to, how did you do the audition, damn you? I did the audition. I read the lines. Where? In my, my I had a walk-in closet at home. Okay. And I was. getting there. What I had with me, though. I know. Sorry. So evasive. I'm getting suspicious. (laughs) I've asked you eight times. I had to moiter someone. (laughs) I've asked you eight times. How did you audition? (laughs) Now you're in your closet. Your Honor. Um, (laughs) God. So I had Spit a, it out, man. I had a bowl of carrots with me. <laughs> yeah. I had baby carrots with me, and I munched on the carrots throughout the entire audition. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, that's so smart. Yeah. I, what a great way to help you, like, find well, it, right? I, ne- I nearly died in the process. Because right. I was like, what I didn't know about this was Mel Blanc did not like carrots. He did not like the taste of carrots. Okay. The rumor may have been that he was allergic, but I don't, I don't think that's true. I just don't think he liked carrots. He used to chew on the carrot, make the noise. Yeah spit it out in a bucket, yeah. and then continue with the episode. Yeah. 
I was going. I hate Doc. I, I, uh, oh God, I'm gonna choke. <laughs> you throw the little chunks. The little chunks. The orange chunks. I, I went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> went down the wrong. Went down the air hole. All the way into my fallopian tubes, Doc. <laughs> My uh, reproductive parts. Okay, so yeah. before you get away on me with the carrot, so I submit. You're the in your closet. Yeah. You record. <laughs> you press record on what? You've got your own I home got the unit. Little setup. The microphone. Okay, not, not too dissimilar from this. In fact, this sounds better than what I have at home. This well, this gets the grit. This gets the grit of the voice, Doc. Like yeah. the, the unfiltered. So um, you, you lock it in. You record it. I send it in. Send it in where? I send it to the agent. They send it to Warner's. Via email. Yep. So it's a digital file, yep. which is what I'm trying to the get M- to with they you. They call those the MP3 kids, if you're Thank still. Thank you. It's like a, via Napster or LimeWire, those illegal software. So that now you you've got them. a little digital download of you doing. They send it to Warner Brothers? They send it to Warner Brothers. Uh, we, we, uh, Warner Brothers, they uh, get, uh, get, uh, get it. They uh, listen, and they're you got the part. Yeah, so they they tell me I'm Bugs Bunny now. How lo- wait? Series. How long did you have to wait? Like, were you sitting oh, on the uh, edge of your it seat? Was probably like a couple of weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't like oh, right away. Wow. It wasn't right away, and you know they have to go through the process. They have to go through the channels yeah. and what they have to do and. You know, they have to make sure it's right. Did you know of any other top voice people in Hollywood here who was going, who was up for it too, um, or were uh, you, you were you privy to any of that? Uh, well, you know, Jeff Bridges. I heard Jeff Bridges was like, "I'm going to get Bugs Bunny, man. I'm going to read for this part." You know, <laughs> and you know, and if I get this part, it's, it's going to you know bigger than the dude, man. The you know, dude, Jeff man. Bridges. Uh, Morgan Freeman was also up for um, for Bugs. That's right. Really? I'm going to read for Bugs Bunny. I'm going to get it. And then... Either get busy chewing <laughs> or get busy dying. Andy Dufresne will be a thing of the past. I will no longer have to say that name, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> I can say, what's up, Doc? No, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... You know, and then Donald Trump, I heard he was... You know, these Canadians, they come over the wall... And we're going to build a wall around Canada called Putin. That's their favorite food. It's French yeah. fries, gravies, and cheese. I could have Putin in my mouth all day. But these guys, you know, these snowbacks, they come from Canada. Some of them are polite. Holland Williams, some of them are polite, I assume. Uh, but they'll stab you in the back. And they'll have anchor babies. They'll stay here. A um, wall made of curds and yeah, gravy. Oh, I would, I would live in the shadow of that wall. But uh, I get the call, and I also auditioned for Tweety. They they said I got that one at the and same then, time. You yeah. said it was same like kind of so general bu- time. Bugs, Daffy, and Tweety were the main wow. ones that uh, that they called me in for, and they said, "Hey, I, we think you're going to voice these characters." Were you just like over the moon? I mean, these aren't regular; these are iconic They're, characters. Yeah. These are pop culture icons. Again, characters that I grew up watching, and characters yeah. that like. You know, I have all this paraphernalia and hats and junk in my house of these characters. And I would have that in my house even if I weren't the voice of the So what was your reaction when your agent said, you're Bugs Bunny, cut to you do what? I went, I was doing the Daffy. I was bouncing just in my Just bouncing head. all over the place. Really? Were you just like ecstatic? It was, they called me back right when I was about to get into some crystal meth anyways. Oh, wow. No, no, I'm just kidding. I, uh, that's what I thought uh, would be appropriate for the occasion. No, I was just, you know, like like any other day, just working, 
looking yeah. after my kid or whatever. And yeah. uh, and they they said, yeah, this is you're gonna do it. So and what was your feeling? What was your how'd you feel inside? I was, you know, I, much like now, it took me uh, eight forty five minutes to tell you one yeah. answer to. Yeah, you're really meandering, but I'm I'm learning how to <laughs> wrangle you in. I'm, I'm learning to I'm really really <laughs> reeling you in here, guy. <laughs> That's so cool. Congratulations. Thank That's you, amazing. I appreciate it. And again, you were I met you at a time in my career where I was just really just trying to figure things out. Yeah. And uh, I met Harland. Uh, at the same time, I also met, uh, really got to meet Adam Ray. Oh, yeah. Adam Ray is a great comedian. And yeah. Adam. Yeah, he's we're, my buddy. We were at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. Yeah. And he went, hey, you're funny. You're a funny guy. You're yeah. from Ontario. Yeah. Hey, pound the potato. Yeah. You know, and I went, hey, nice to meet you. And yeah. uh, you just No, said, it's uh, give me a potato. It's harvest season. <laughs> that's how I, that's my little One saying. of my favorite things that you oh, say. Uh, <laughs> is that it? Here, have a potato. They're, 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 yeah. It's harvest season. So you have that just on hand? Well, I got one for both <laughs> yeah. of us. I mean, you know, why have one when you can have two? I told you it's harvest. You season. are the closest thing to a cartoon, like a living cartoon character. And not many people I know would be able to pull two potatoes out of nowhere uh, and just. Oh, act- they didn't come out of nowhere. Oh, trust me. God, you're looking right at the camera. Oh man. Well, uh, I, yeah. So I, we I, met st- at the up. at the Laugh Factory down in Long Beach. I, and I wanted to make this connection because it was funny. Because yeah. you're like, I I used to like Looney Tunes, but I would watch it over and over again and be like, oh, I've seen this one before. Yeah. You are a master at joke telling because that's what stand up comedy is. It's you yeah. you carve out your material, you have your set, and much like a singer, uh, people fans of yours will come see you even if they've seen you before because yeah. they want to hear that same joke or that same thing. But I've seen you do two sets back to back, both at the Laugh Factory and at the Improv. Yeah, almost the same material, but it was the. They were different sets. Like, yeah. I don't know how you, it's like you, Adam, uh, people like Carlos Ellis Rocky, another like voice actor, stand-up yeah, comic, yeah. that I've seen do sets that I'm like, I just literally saw you perform like 30 minutes ago, and now it's a new audience. Yeah. And I think that's what it is, is like, you just have different people to play with, but it's it's amazing what you as a stand-up can do. It's 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 something that I will never be able to get my. I'm happy with my free bottle of water and my four-hour Bugs Bunny session. Stand-up comedy is a completely insane and different. Like I know, but I saw you do it one uh, night. You got up and actually did it one night. I did down down at the the Long Beach uh, Laugh Factory. Yeah. I was there, and you you did good, man. It well, was thanks. cool. Yeah, thanks. And you know what? My phobia and my fear is that I didn't want to be like. And and most people who do voices in stand-up make a great living out of it. Yeah, I just didn't want. I just felt like, oh, I'm I'm. I, I felt like I was cheating or something. I felt like I don't want to use this as like my superpower here, where I you know where I make a living in voiceover. I felt like I don't want to be. I didn't want to. I felt like cheap doing it there because no. I'm, I'm in the presence of people like you and no, Adam. No, no, it's good. Who, what, what you have is a unique talent and a unique gift, and each comedian has their own uniqueness so never never be ashamed to use your your unique gift but but the the um the whole um the whole voiceover world is full of like really quirky oh yeah odd people don't know this but very odd quirky like individuals 
Yeah, there, there, there's a quirky collection of people, and oh, you're like, they're weird. When <laughs> I, I know when I've, I've done in, and I've been lucky. I didn't really have to make my way into the voiceover world because I, you I have a cre- bit of a unique voice. Yes, and so I just got a lot of offers to do yeah. stuff. And but and, I also at that point you've already been in like. Uh, you know, half baked and Dumb and Dumber and, yeah. and uh, Superstar and you've done, done a bunch you, of movies. Rocket Man yeah, and lots you, of movies you, and stuff. You, you, yeah, but I mean, you as a voiceover performer, like I've seen your work on your own show. Yeah, your own show. Yeah, like not many people that I know can say like as the stand up comic that have done everything from like uh, rated G or PG movies to rated R movies that yeah. have a children's show on Disney. That's it's right. Kind That's of an right. amazing thing yeah. to say. Did, did you do a voice? Because we've had so many. So I have a show called Puppy Dog Pals yes. that I created. It's on Disney uh, Junior. Junior. It's and, a proper Disney. Like there, there are some shows that make it to Disney, but then they get they put on the side channels. You're yeah. like. You you have been on for what five? We're in our fifth season, yeah. Which is crazy. unheard of in yeah. in almost kids animation, adult animation. Not many shows make it to that season five. Yeah, and did um, you ever do a voice on Puppy I'm, Dog Pals? I'm sure I have. I, at this point, for I me hope too, so. I. <laughs> I you certainly should, hope ha, so. Have me on as the character that gets the show uh, canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have me on as the drunk Bugs Bunny <laughs> somehow wanders onto Puppy Dog Pals. You know what I think of you two? Yeah. Puppy dog pals. I tell you. It's like censored, censored already, you know. Oh censored. My God. Put, a, put that blur on his mouth so you don't know what he's saying. But it's a funny cast of people because I know when I've been in the booth, sometimes you do shows where the studio wants Everyone the whole there. cast member. Ensemble cast Which I don't really love. Okay. I find it, I find that they go, oh, it'll be great chemistry, it'll be great. Okay. And what I find is if there's 12 characters yeah. and you're one of them, and you have to wait for if you're oh. following the script in a chronological order, you're waiting for everyone to do their lines. You kind of lose, you lose your energy. You lose your focus. I used to love it when they'd say, "Hey, uh, we need you to come in because the other cast members get so just come in alone today." And I just your lines. I'd knock out a whole script in in 24 minutes. Yeah, and it's just yeah. one line after the other, and I'm. I did a, a show for Nickelodeon called Robot Monster. Yes, where I played Monster. And he was kind of talked like, you know, kind of like, the, and, and, and I would just like plow through it. And it was so nice when I got yeah. to do that. But, but a lot of the voice actors around, they're really kind of quirky. And what happens is they all kind of start competing with each other in the room, yeah. doing goofy voices. It seems like all of them have an ethnic voice. All of them have a Captain Kirk. They all have to do a Captain Kirk they voice. They, all, they gotta do it. And it's just, it's, it's like, it's sometimes it's so hard to concentrate. I had, I had times when I just wanted to turn around and go, would you guys shut the fuck up? Like, I can't even think as, You've got all these people who do voices and it's cartoons it, and they're it's just ADD, cartoon ADD. Oh my they have, God. you know, they have to do it and they have to. They, we all, we've all been guilty of it. But yeah, I love, oh yeah. I love you because you're, you're so funny. You're, you're just a straight shooter. So I know exactly. I, I, I have a feeling. I, I don't even have to. When we stop rolling, I'll probably just say names of people. <laughs> I'm like, because I've been in that room yeah, too. Yeah, right, right. I've, I, but for me, I'm like, 
oh my god, like I can't. I grew up watching like half of those people. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and I've learned so much from them. And they're all so talented, yeah. but oh my god, they know- get in there and they're like a bunch of kids. They can't. They oh. kind of all want to one up each other with oh, a yeah. goofy voice. So they all do an Australian voice, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> someone's doing a bit, and they're all kind of out. And then someone want to do an ethnic voice, and it's like yeah. they're all sure. kind of doing, sure. and and it's like it's like guys I'm trying to work here. <laughs> It's, it's amusing to I a like point, how, and then oh, it's like, shut the fuck up. I love up. how all the people in the world, you are the one. Well, Harlan Williams is the one that can't take it and needs to be the straight man in the situation. Well, I don't need to be the straight man because my comedy goes into you, the material, right. but I'm, I'm there. I'm focused. focused. I, I want to put yeah. all that energy into my read, and I like it to a point, but there's been times when I'm just like, stop. There's actually one actor that I've worked with that is much like yourself where he's very humble and very like, you know, there's two actually. So Frank Welker's one of them, and then the other one would be Corey Burton, where they're kind of just like they just sit there and they're you know they mind their own business. If they if they feel the need to chime in and do like a funny noise or something that yeah. adds to the you know, but they're usually the ones that are and they've been at it for a very very long time. Yeah. But when they open their mouth, it's like the gates of heaven. Like Frank Welker doing Scooby's voice or Fred's voice from oh. Scooby Doo. Like, yeah. no, like, you're just like, oh, man. Like, Do you want to hear something that will make you jealous? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do, all I, the time. I did two episodes of Scooby-Doo. I, I went in as a guest voice. Okay. And the first time I went in yeah. was when all the original cast was there, including Casey Kasem. <gasps> no. So I got to sit there and watch Casey Kasem go, zoinks. Do shit. <laughs> Like he did the voice of Shaggy, and you know how that was one of the, he'd go zoinks. Yeah, and that I was, was like, oh my god, no. I just saw Casey Kasem say zoinks. Yeah, that's that's never going to happen again. Um, Speaking of Shaggy, so we talked earlier about our friend Matt Danner, yes, we who, did. who does voices. Yes, he does the did. voice of Kermit on Muppet Babies. That's correct. He's hilarious. He's so talented, but people also don't know Matt Danner when Casey Kasem was sort of starting to get sick. Yeah. Matt would come in and do he Shaggy's would, yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me and Matt would go out for dinner. We'd go for sushi. And he did Shaggy so good. And yeah. that was my cartoon. You know how I said I hated the Warner Brothers stuff? No offense to you. No, no. It's fine. Hanna-Barbera was, was the next door neighbor of Warner Brothers. Yeah. Mine was, was I liked Scooby-Doo. Because I like ghosts. I like I like yeah. scary Mystery, stuff. Yeah. I like every episode was its own story. You yep. didn't know. You had to figure out the ending. So so I loved it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so when Danner told me that he was doing the voice of Shaggy, one night we went out for sushi. <laughs> this is a story that, like, he tells, like... Does he tell it, too? Oh, yeah, of course. It's of course. the funniest story, because we, we I was a bit of a, a, a tyrant. We went out to dinner, and we're drinking sake, oh, and God. I said about halfway through the meal, I said, we're getting a little buzzed, and I said, <laughs> I said, Matt, for the rest of the night, you have, you have to, to talk shaggy. like Shaggy. <laughs> and, of course... Like he started talking like Shaggy, yeah, yeah, and and yeah. so all of a sudden some hot girls came in, and I went, I said, "Hey, girls, come on!" And so I go, "Hey, I'm Harlan, and this is Shaggy." This is, He's like, "Like how you doing, girls?" You yeah. know, 
It was just he he stayed in character, yeah. and then after we went after the after the sushi, we went out to a nightclub. Oh no! And you continued. We continued, <laughs> and who do we see at the nightclub? Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton, who I had just shot an episode of Vegas with. So okay. we were now we were kind of like buddies. buddies. Yeah. I walk up, hey Paris, this is my buddy. <laughs> She's like, like, how are you doing? You know, and it was just like, oh, it was. And he was talking to Paris Hilton like as Shaggy, Shaggy yeah, and she yeah. was just like, "What is going on?" <laughs> it was the funnest <laughs> night. It was, oh. yeah, no, it, it it is still something that resonates and and echoes in in Matt's memory, and oh, uh, so and, I, and I wish I were there. I oh, wish I were there. He's I would so have done Scooby. We actually did a pilot together for a. Yeah. A live, yeah, a live, yeah. a, a live action Scooby. Whoa. But they were puppets. <laughs> oh my God! You, why, why aren't you doing wow. that? I mean, you're doing the voice now. How come you're? You should be. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the laugh. It's, it's, it's the like, laugh. It's like a trombone. It's like it's like it's like a xylophone. You, like, you, why aren't I doing Scooby? I think I think the the world needs. A Harlan, like where a, a, a Harlan pitch Scooby, where you're both Shaggy and Scooby. That like, would be. I think I can do both, Scoob. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, it's the ketchup chips. What's the hardest gig? Because I've I got a story from my hardest gig. But what's the hardest voice you've ever had to do for? I mean, it would definitely be Bugs. I think it's Bugs only because everyone knows that voice. But physically, is it the oh the, like, physically? What's something oh, that God. really was like? Because sometimes uh, you get a character yeah. and it's like, oh it's, God, you you leave the session and you feel like your throat's bleeding. It's a session that like video any video game. Video, oh, okay. video games and, and not a lot of people know this and like hats off to the the people that book them regularly and make it seem like it's nothing. Yeah. But you get there and and you you they do not give you the script ahead of time. Yeah. There is a giant phone book that's sitting on the the stand and you're like, "What is that? That's my script." And you are like, "Okay, your character is an orc from Middle-earth oh. and you fall off one step." Yeah. Oh. Okay, now you got to go up that flight of stairs. Fall down the flight of stairs. Oh. And this is like you're two minutes in. They make you, that's what I hate. When you go into a voice session, and at the beginning of the oh, session, yeah. they have you do all the screaming and the grunting yeah, and the yeah, yelling. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, guys, I got to do, <laughs> do three scripts here today. Yeah, Let's yeah. do all this at the end. At the end but yeah. they tear your throat up at the beginning. My very first um, animated voiceover gig... It was just offered to me uh, called Ned's Newt. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ned's Newt. That was a Canadian. Yeah. I love that show. And it was basically about a little boy who yeah. bought a newt that at a like... pet shop. And it basically became Aladdin from the yeah. Aladdin movie. Like, remember when Robin Williams, just like every third line was yeah. a different voice. He was Groucho that was Marge. you. I did that. You were the guy. You were the newt. I was newt. Oh my and I God. had to, every third line, I had to be a girl. I had to be Alfred Hitchcock. I had to be an old British lady. I had to be an opera singer. I had was to be Was that on Groucho YTV? Mark. Or was that it was, I don't, it Treehouse? Was, it was on Fox down here. It was. Yeah. But I watched was, it in Canada. Dude, it was my first thing. And we would do like six scripts a day. And I had to do 
50 voices a day. Yeah. It was brutal. I think I we got to do a, a Ned's new clothing line. Oh, we got to bring God. that back on a t-shirt. How about a Ned's new tracheotomy line? <laughs> How about that? Holy God. Tri- triminical DM, which is the Canadian cough syrup. <laughs> yeah, right. Triminical or <laughs> Buckley's mixture. It was brutal, dude. It just... It, and one thing that's cool about doing voice, too, is we get to work... With a lot of big like oh, yeah. celebrities, yeah. who who's yeah, yeah. a who's a top celebrity oh. that really was fun for you to be working with? So, uh, not many people know I'm the voice match for Puss in Boots, Antonio Banderas, right? So, ah. when he is too busy being Antonio, they call me. <laughs> I am Puss in Boots for them. Sometimes it's so cool because you you nail these voices, and it, it's 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 it. Whoever does them, whether it's you, whether it's a Filipino guy, a white guy, a yeah. black guy, it's so unassuming. You right. never, right. whenever you meet the person that does the voice, you're like, wait, that guy's yeah. doing the or that girl's doing the voice. It's so it's such a beautiful art form. Well, thanks. I think the key, I think, especially with Antonio specifically for me, yeah. is okay. Work on the accent, get that authenticity down. If if he approves, because he has to hear it too, yeah. right? He's the one that's actually, okay. when he knows he can't, he has to hear who's coming in. Yeah. He'll approve it. But for me, it's less the accent and more the unpredictability. Okay. Because he's like, if you've seen him or heard that voice, do yourself a favor. Just just type in Antonio Banderas, Puss in Boots, behind the scenes. And there's two videos up now. The one from the original movie and the one that is about to be released this Christmas. Yeah. And it's him in the booth, basically just going down a page of catchphrases. And he's reading it like at us in a voice session. He's reading it ABC takes, you know, say it again, do it like this. Yeah. Or like, and he's just having fun. But I, I will tell you, you will not even guess... Where he goes up and he goes down very quietly. But then he goes really wild. <laughs> and, he, and I'm like, that's the stuff that if I'm doing it for the writers yeah. and they're laughing, that's how I know I'm doing a good job. Yeah. If they're kind of like, uh, we'll say it like this. Yeah. If I'm doing it in a way they, they didn't even think yeah. he, they, it should be said that way. Yeah. But, but that's how I feel when I watch him doing that part. It's like my mom has an accent. My parents, they're from the Philippines. Yeah. They try to sound as white as possible right, <laughs> when right. they're in Toronto. Okay. Whenever I come back to Toronto. Hi, could I have a Joe Lewis, please? <laughs> yeah. Just like yeah. that. Yeah. Dad? Are you here? Dad? Are you my dad? No. It's, it's to go, Eric, you, you, you have to go visit your grandmother in the cemetery. Not the cemetery. Right. But the cemetery. Yeah. It's wherever they put the inflection. And that's the unpredictability of like watching Antonio and like, Doing doing his performance and having a great time doing it too. Yeah. He loves you could tell that this guy loves doing voiceover. I think that's the key to doing great voiceover though. I think it's the same with acting. You you get right. in there and you kind of you see what's on the page, but you make it your own. You add all this spice. You add all How? these weird inflections. You <laughs> even throw a, an improv line or a word right. in there and you really just Make it your own. I, I equate that to your comedy and then your movies because I always, when I'm feeling sad, I, I always go to YouTube and I type in Harlan Williams, <laughs> butter stuff, butternuts, <laughs> yeah. 
How long did that take? Like, what was that? Oh, like, the half-baked scene? Yes, that scene with the horse. So the the scene and with the, the, the horse and half-baked, <laughs> it was really interesting because basically the cop and me are uh-huh. standing on the street corner. I kill the diabetic police horse yes. with feeding it all my munchies, <laughs> pizza, popcorn, everything. And it was basically supposed to be the, the, the horse falls over, and I go, oh, no, buttercup. Yeah, and that that was it. And the cop goes, "You idiot! The horse is a yeah. diabetic. Yeah. You're under arrest. You murdered a yeah. police officer." And <laughs> great and, scene. And so I was like, you know, this guy's stoned. Yeah. So he's you know he's on a munchies run. So he's probably not going to get everything right, and he's going to be oversensitive, and he's gonna he's gonna screw up the name because he's never met this horse yeah. butter butternuts or whatever. <laughs> So I just kept saying the name wrong. He goes, "You, you, uh, you killed butter, butter stuff or whatever." And I just kept saying butternuts and butter buns and butterball, and I just kept going. And it was really cool because the cop in the scene with yeah. me, he just went with it. I yeah. guess he had an yeah. improv background, sure. And so it was supposed to be like two lines right. turned out to be like seven or eight lines. Right. It was a great, it was a really fun. It's scene. one of my favorite scenes and I watch that thing and I laugh at it like I'm still watching it for the first time. You want to hear an interesting story about that scene? So when I was a kid, I would go up and down on Saturday and Friday night. Me and my buddies would walk up and down a a place called Young Street which was like the strip in Toronto where all the neon was. and The the, major major street. Yeah, the pinball parlors and the pizza parlors and the record stores. That's where young kids would go. Sam the Record Man Sam the Record Man used to be there. And and there was a, a place called Pizza Pizza right across mm-hmm. from Sam the Wrecker Man, yep. right across the street. We would go in there and eat pizza slices when we were in yep. high school. Cut to 20 years later, that's where we shot the Buttercup scene. I remember right that. Right there at the pizza place. I remember we, the outside of that pizza place. And it's also, I believe, where they may have uh, shot a scene in Scott Pilgrim. Scott, oh, okay. Scott Pilgrim versus... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's they, right. Because that was shot in Toronto. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So all these love so letters, so how did you feel? It, it, like, were you like just flipping out like it this? It blew my mind because my my best friend from high school, who I used to hang out in that pizza parlor, I, I always say to my friends, if you, if you could have panned 15 feet to the right, my best friend from high school was sitting in my actor chair. Oh, you're kidding me. Off what? scene, watching, watching me. This. <laughs> That's and it great. was one of the only scenes, too, where I've ever done. I've done a lot of movies, but this was one of the only scenes where because we were on that busy, busy street, yeah. they had to block off traffic, but the people were still allowed. So everyone was lined they up in front watching. of Sam's. We yeah. had a huge crowd. Really? And every time I did the butter stuff scene, people at the end would clap They'd and clap. laugh. They loved it. And I'm like, this is great. It was like doing live theater yeah. in the <laughs> middle of the street. It was, But it was a movie. And it the was Toronto so Elizabethan Theater. It was, it was the yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's amazing. Dude. It was it was so it was surreal to be back, you know, knowing I used to walk those streets yeah. when I was fourteen. Going, yeah. I wonder what I'll do with my life. I wonder yeah. what will become of me. Yeah. And well, I kind of knew I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Yeah. And I thought I, you know, I used to go. Am I going to be in movies? Am I going to do comedy? And then there I was. Right in my stomping grounds. It was crazy. I was going to say, at, at that age, were you already doing stand-up? 14? No, but I, I was already in my head. I used to skip school, uh-huh. and I'd go downtown and watch movies by myself, okay. and I'd sit in the theater alone and watch, and I'd just go, I'm going to be up there I'm one gonna day. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I had no idea why. Right. It was just inside. In the- I went, I'm going to be on the big screen one day. I would yeah. say that out loud. i go, 
I'd look around and goes, why am I saying this? I just knew it. And that's and a, that's it's weird. It's I felt, weird. I felt the same way with bugs. I felt the same Amazing. way with anima- animation and voiceover. But I mean, the movies though, like the, like feature films. Yeah. It is. I, I just filmed a show for CBC. Yeah. I hosted a show for CBC. Yeah. It's, it's just streaming now. It's about cartoons. Yeah. Six episode miniseries. Great. And it's one of the hardest. When I was in the chair interviewing people, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, but like the the craft and the process of setting up a show and doing like setting, you know, I just watched you do it. I mean, you're doing you're slurping mm-hmm. still. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to do it. You got to slurp. slurp. You, you got to have a slurp. trademark That's slurp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the chapter skip in, in yeah. the shows, the slurps. But uh, it it is one of the hardest, and you have to be dedicated, and you have to want to be there and do it. In, in all of entertainment, voiceover yeah. is like nice. It's you know it's a bit cushy and yeah, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard work for some. Uh, yeah, but com- compared to like being out on Young Street and setting up the camera and doing that, yeah. you gotta you gotta have the grit for it. Yeah, movies, not movies, easy. movies is not easy, and I've I feel blessed to have have done them. So, uh, but um, buddy, you have kicked ass oh. you you are you're so so proud of you you've done so great and what a what an accomplishment and uh, all the characters you do it's unbelievable so uh, tank stock i bet you say that to all the i i saw i saw how the will sasso episode ended he said the same thing to will he said the same thing to ian bag like are you second guessing yeah. <laughs> me scoob no, no, I, I really appreciate you, Harlan. It's me, Daffy, now. Oh. I've never been on such a great podcast where there have been so many potatoes available. I don't understand why they're so readily available. Like it's harvest season, Scoo. And uh, it, it looks like there's eyes glowing out of them. Oh, so no. how long have they been under there? <laughs> I don't know. They they're don't rot. Do, they don't do well. well under humidity and... Uh, Quatch, quatch sweat. So, quatch <laughs> sweat. Yeah, Harlan, you gotta, you gotta either cook those today or. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have, we'll, we'll put them in the microwave we'll later a, we'll and have, have a good, potato. We'll, we'll have, have a, a Christmas <laughs> potato. <laughs> a nice holiday. Uh, potato. Before we go, though, we do this with all the guests here all right. on the all Harland right. Highway. This is a little thing we call words from a wooden shoe. Oh my God! This yes, is an authentic is Dutch shoe. shoe. Oh God! I'm... And what? How it works? You just reach in. You don't look. You pull out a word. <laughs> And if it if it inspires a story or a memory, um, oh, okay. lay it on us. Yeah, so right. reach in there oh, and grab a word from a wooden shoe. This is the authentic the authentic word from a wooden shoe. Yeah, I think I got yeah. the winner here. Oh, All what's right. it say? It says puke. Puke. Oh wow. <laughs> so I was maybe nine years old, okay. and my one of my first, and this this actually is a good story because it ties back to my uncle who passed away about two years ago. Aww. He was my mom's oldest brother and one of the first to immigrate from the Philippines. And it wasn't um, Uncle Puke, was it? Uncle Puke. Puke, oh, no. puke, puke was short for Pukebert. Okay. Pukebert was one of the brightest guys in Aww. our family. But he would, oh, he would, he would never, oh, he would never be able to get through a sentence without throwing up on himself. But no, Uncle Danny. Oh, okay. Uh, Uncle Danny yeah. was the guy that would always. He went to Toronto, uh, left Toronto, moved to LA, and he would always throughout the '90s. I would always get mail. It would be newspaper clippings from the LA Times, and it was like. Aladdin, Little Mermaid breaks box office results this weekend. And I was like, and he's like, you are going to work in animation. You, you're going to move to LA. And he yeah. would give me like 20 bucks. Like I'd get 20 US dollars. I would go yeah. to the bank. I'd, 
I'd, I'd trade it in for and buy my big league chew, and I would go to the corner store, the Beckers or the yeah, Max, Max Milk, Milk you yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> and eventually, I was old enough to finally, you know, go to L.A. And I was just a kid. I was with my parents. We went to Wet n' Wild, Las Vegas, Nevada, the, the, the water park, okay. Wet n' Wild. I could feel the puke coming and I already, already. I was okay. like, oh, this is great. I love, I love this place. I also didn't know how to swim very well okay. back then. I was just a kid, you know, yeah. a tiny kid. And I'm going down this water slide, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going real fast. I can't believe I'm going down this. And I was like, oh, wait, I've never been down a water slide before. How does this end? And it shoots you out into this, like, the deep end of a pool. Yeah. Because for I safety. I don't like where this is going. You, okay. don't, you don't want to You don't want to go head first into the four-foot pool. you got to go into, like, the eight-foot pool. Yeah. So then you float to the top. Yeah, oh, God. So I went, and I floated right to the bottom, <laughs> and I stayed there and was, like, I was like, I was like, oh, wait, how do I can't? Oh, what, what, no. what, the, what the f do I do? You were drowning. I was drowning is what I was doing. Because <laughs> I was like. Wet, wild, and drowning. <laughs> wet and dead. Yeah. Wet and this is your life. Yeah. You're, this, is it, this is it. So I was like gulping all the water. I was like drowning. Oh, my God. And the lifeguard sees like this little pudgy kid in the bottom the scraping the, all the algae and the, the disgusting. I, I, I must have found some watches some uh, underwear and, uh, you know, yeah. bikini tops. And I'm, like, floating to the top. Oh, no. And he pulls me up. Wow. And right, right away, as soon as I get up, I just, I, I just throw up all the water and whatever I had for lunch and breakfast. Oh, the wet Into and wild. my uncle's hands. He caught my puke. Whoa. The word is puke. The password is puke. He caught, like... Uh, I was this, Why? this. This is a whole night of circus, circus, potato buffet. Whoa. The whole the gravy, the potatoes, oh, like dude. like a, like a fire hose out of control. Oh. I was like, Whoa! You were like the water park Linda Blair. It was it was the yeah. Exorcist. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> the, the water park Linda Blair. God. That's what the shirt they gave me after <laughs> I I left. They're like, give this guy this the water park Linda Blair. But my uncle, for whatever reason, <laughs> he, doing he, that? He, he reached out and caught all my puke. Is the, Imagine the, he just goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what? why he's no longer with us, because he ate my Linda Blair puke. What did he do with the puke? He went, he went uh, and I saw him do it. He, it was like he, ca he like catching a, like a fresh-born baby, oh, but God. no one wanted this baby. Yeah. He threw it in the palm trees. In the <laughs> oh, <laughs> like the chunks and yeah. everything? <laughs> like there's still an umbilical cord coming out of my oh, mouth. Oh, God. And he went, what do, I, what do I do with this puke? And then he went... <laughs> like he lateral pass in football, the lateral lateral puke pass, oh, right God. into the palm trees, puke. That's the best puke story I've ever heard. So has anyone else pulled the puke card? Or no, every time first? we use them, we throw, oh, them, we away. throw them away. So it's always you can even take that with you. With Send me. it to your uncle with a twenty dollar bill uh, in heaven. Yeah, Uncle Danny, this is for you. Every, I've I've told the Uncle Danny puke story. It's a very oh, famous finally, story. Finally, and then I took swimming lessons, and now you know how to swim. But yeah. I mean. Uh, I've never been down a water slide since. You know what comes from these, right? No. <laughs> oh, <Jeez>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eric Browse is here. Eric, tell them where they can find you, your social um, media, any projects you want to plug, your um, website, you, anything. You could find me usually at the Ralph's on Burbank Boulevard. If you, if you go down the avocado aisle, you'll see me like pressing. Puking. Puking into the <laughs> avocado. I press my thumb into them to see if they're right. <laughs> I'm that guy. No, uh, at Bowzilla, B-A-U-Z-I-L-L-A, 
Z-I-L-L-A for the Canadians listening. Yeah. And of course, uh, if I could plug the show, stay tuned. Yes, plug it's whatever on, you want. on CBC Gem. Uh, it's a six-episode miniseries. Awesome. We would love to have you on when we get our second season, yeah, which yeah. I'm knock on wood, I think Good. is going to happen. Good. But... Um, yeah, again, I, I am honored to be here with you and We're have known you, have you for so many years yeah. and you continue to inspire and make people laugh all around the world and I've I've been one of them. And, Thank you, uh, buddy. Likewise. Yeah. Thank you. And I guess there's only one real way to end How? the Harlan Highways by going, yeah, the, 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 uh, that's all, butternuts. That's all, ladies and gentlemen. Eric Bowser. Thanks for being here, everybody. And until next time, like chicken chow mein, Scoob. <laughs> That's it. I don't have uh, Sir John A. McDonald sideburns. Oh, God. Yeah, mm. Sir John A. McDonald. Do I, do Looks I like have, Gene Wilder. Do I? <laughs> right? From, from Charlie. <laughs> from Charlie. Doesn't he look like Charlie? Oh, did I? Did I, I emptied my wallet. Oh, you of, had a Canadian I, tan? I had some Canadians on me, but I, oh. I emptied it out. As soon as I get back, I don't know how often you travel back, but do you like empty out your wallet and get rid of all the... Yeah, the, you take. You have any change that you have the, the, hanging around the house or any bills, yeah. and you take it all up to Canada yeah, with the you. The toonies, the loonies. And you think the, the big gag is you think you're going to get rid of it all, but no. then you always come you back with, with just as much. Well, maybe more. I, I, yeah. I, as soon as I'm ready to go to Pearson, I go, Ma, here you go. Put out your hand. It's Christmas. And I just give her like a ton of change. Yeah. Because what am I going to do with it? Yeah. And and what happens is you get rid of it all, but then you go to the airport <laughs> and you go you go to Tim Horton Donuts. Well, well here's the thing. I, oh, I speaking of go. speaking of uh, uh, oh, <laughs> smuggling, God. I've I've had these in my back pocket for at least a, a week or so. These are you told me to go to. Oh. Uh, uh, the Toys R Us. This is actually a board game. It's oh, a very yeah. popular board game for called, fat people for, <laughs> called Joss Lewis. Joss Lewis. Joe Louis for the Canadians watching. Yeah. I don't want to get any glare, but this is from uh, Vashon, which would what would you say is the equivalent? Can I touch them? This is these are all yours, oh, man. This oh, is for dude, you. Look at this. I know. Look at the packaging. There's French on it. I know. It's 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 J O S, but we pronounce it Joe Louis. Joe Louis. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the S is for. <laughs> It's like, it's just... On a, either of them. Yeah, I don't... Joe what, Louis. Yeah, it just should be Joe Louis, but... Joe's Lewis's. But these Joe's are Lewis. like kind of the Canadian version of moon pies, I yeah. would think. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say wagon wheels, but that's another Canadian... That's, that's another that's thing. That's Canadian, yeah. <laughs> but these are like chocolatey outside <laughs> with cream in the middle. <laughs> And we grew up on these, man. Yeah. We you, we Clear, ate them. Clearly, clearly, I grew. Up. I, you, you look like you 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 go to the gym at least. I do. I do. I don't. You don't. You <laughs> will. Don't. You I, will. I will. Yeah. But well, uh, we would eat these or use them as hockey pucks, one yeah. or the other. But just uh, are these for me? They're for you. Everything that I'm uh, presenting to you now is this all Canadian? This is most junk a, food. It's a walk down Canadian oh, lane okay, that okay. I'm we're starting here with. I got to put these down. I, I noticed you had Ian Bag and Will Sasso on, yeah. so I'm like, how yeah. am I going to out Canadian those guys? Oh yeah, those guys are. Oh, you're guys, doing it. You've already done. I've already it with done the it. Joe Lewis. Sorry yeah. guys. Yeah. Sorry, Mr. Bag, Mr. Sasso, but oh. you didn't come equipped with. A bag. Wait, of... wait, wait! I gotta do a little rascals. Hey, 
add the sound effects. These are, and you can see the Canadian stamp of approval, the ketchup chip, uh, which is a, a Canadian staple for you, um, being the premier of Canada, the new premier. Ketchup flavored potato chips. Okay, so we should explain again right. for the new, the new American viewers on your show, yeah. but also the old ones too that hate. Ketchup. Are you going to open it? I, I got to <laughs> smell them. <laughs> I, I keep talking. Keep okay. Talk. So, Cree Summer, another Canadian voice actress and, and star. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Look at that. That is... That you is want a sniff? You got to have a sniff, dude. You got to have a sniff. Yeah, uh, uh, Asian oh. men smelling anything on oh. film is not a good thing. This is this is another cancel, oh. cancel material. Yeah, do it. I'm only going to do it for a second. Oh. It smells... Already, uh, I got canker sores on my nostril from yeah. like the sourness that, yeah. from these. Looks the like citrus. you're growing polyps, yeah. <laughs> this so, is like, if, if you think sniffing Sharpies is fun, yeah, no, this that's, is, th- that's a five, this is a ten. This is fresh too, by the way. I literally just got back from, from Canada. But ketchup chips, a lot of Americans are like, gross, why would I want to just eat ketchup? But I'm like, they're on a potato chip. Yeah. So like, what do you, you French fries? Oh, look, listen to that crunch. <laughs> It's good, right? The mouth watering crunch. Look at your lips glistening over there. My God, um, it, it, people eat French fries. They dip their their. Uh, oh boy, some more crunching going on. You got a thing with slurping and crunching. Oh. Mm-hmm. You need to now. You got both. Thank you. This is ASMR. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Harlan Williams. Highway. It should be Harlan Williams ASMR Highway. What's ASMR it's, mean? It's those videos where people just go. Uh, now I'm going to, um, you know, I'm going to make, they make noise and it did get, you know, people find it soothing or satisfying or really? they may, might get off on it. So well, maybe you're, you're going to, you're hitting a specific audience with these ketchup Hang chips. And, oh, wow. Look at, look at, look, by the way, I'm looking at the ratings. Paul, how are we doing with the ratings <laughs> down little there? Little Paul down there. With little Paul Schaefer with the ratings. We're spiking. Uh, I can't. The doctor, you know, I'm still not done. I'm still oh, not done. Oh, oh my I god! I mean, well, you can keep them out. Keep them okay, out. Okay, you, you Oh have, my god! So we tackled, delicious. We went with sweet, savory, and then we're going to end with sweet. And then you got you have to do oh, a slow mo no. of this coming out of the bag. Okay. The the uh, because it's not just one size, but it's it's like the king size. The two two to share is how they call it. <laughs> Coffee crisp. That's my. <laughs> I like how you're. <laughs> you're in slow mo. <laughs> it's coffee crisp, Harlan. Holy. <laughs> Holy God. I have to smuggle that in my ass. All right, you yeah. just sounded like the guy from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Buffalo, Buffalo. Uh, I had to sw- sw- <laughs> smuggle that in my ass. <laughs> I had to lotion it up. Yeah. And put it in my, my butt. Mm, coffee yeah. crisp. The favorite chocolate bar of serial killer. <laughs> Canadian serial killer. Dude, these are these are Canadian gold. These that, are coffee crisp. It's like a wafer chocolate yeah, bar yeah. with a hint of coffee. Just a little I don't know if there's do you, do you think they're made with like caffeine or coffee in it? Like I don't know, beans? maybe, but you Colombian want, coffee bean. Oh that is it. That's in there. Juan Valdez. Yeah, Juan Valdez. But here's the thing. You might not believe this, but it's absolutely true. I've never had a coffee in my whole life. Really? But I eat coffee crisp. You don't seem like the guy that needs the boost of coffee. If you have naturally, uh, I guess. you have the natural gift of, of, oh. of energy. Wow. Um, but this is for me, too. That's for you, too. That's for you, too. But now, 
uh, here's oh, the thing. Oh, there's more? Be- wow. Before you, uh, amazing. Before you uh, <laughs> eat yeah. your snacks further, you got to, you got to, and drink. You drink your, the sparkling. Yeah. Sparkling. Thank oh, you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs> so you have to uh, wear the, wear the Canadian, the proper Canadian garb when you eat your snacks. What? So this is from my Canadian company. Uh, now I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. Retro Kid. We do. Oh, wow. This is an officially licensed Pokeroo. Pokeroo from the Polka Dot Door. Polka Dot Door. We, we work with TVO to make these shirts as well as we just dropped a YTV collection and a CBC collection. So we have like today's special shirts. We have reboot shirts, what? Like the, the cartoon show. And we have, um, what else did we, we did? We, Mr. Dressup. We've got a ton of Mr. Dressup. Oh here. my God. So tell the, so people know in Canada, Mr. Dressup and was, Polka Dot Door was our version of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood type of thing. Yeah, right? children's programming. Yeah. In fact, there are some Americans that I talked to about this and they actually saw it. They, they've, they've seen Mr. Dressup via PBS and they've oh. seen things like You Can't Do That on Television, uh, where Alanis Morissette got her start on YTV. Degrassi oh, wow. was also yeah. on YTV. Can but, we sing the Polka Dot? Door theme song. Sure, one, two, three. The polka dot door, the polka dot door, with games and stories and so much more. Your mother's a whore. Wait, what, dude? (laughs) My God, God. is that what we want to leave the viewers with? No. Yeah. So this is for you. Wow, a T-shirt. This is this is this is for you from Retro Kid. A gift from Retro Kid. Wow, what? You're gonna you're gonna enjoy this one. So this is a store. That this we, was a Canadian store. <laughs> Con- <laughs> consumers distributing. <laughs> no creativity. Oh, that was catch up. That was the catch up. That was the catch up, right? So sorry, I didn't was, mean. That uh, was me distributing. Uh, there's a cloud of acid reflux coming yeah. my way. Oh God, acid rain. <laughs> Burning my eyes, but look at this. I this forgot is, about this store. So in Canada, wow. they used to have a store that. Uh, cut out the middleman, right? Basically, is yeah. that what it was? Yeah. It was basically you go to this warehouse, yeah. and you, there were these catalogs that were sent directly to your home, and they yeah. had them at the store. But you, as a kid, you rip open the bag, you go right to the back of the catalog, because it had, tra- if you're a kid in the 80s, yeah. Transformers, G.I. Joe, oh, like yeah. the My Little Ponies. I'm oh, getting excited cool just talking yeah, about it. you are. But then you would have to go to the store, fill out a catalog, like a little order form with oh, a yeah, t- yeah. tiny pencil. Yeah. And then you would you would fill it out and you'd bring it to the guy yeah. and he'd go in the back. Yeah. And off a shelf, he would bring out your, your Megatron toy yeah. from Transformers or whatever it is you got. I was laughing so much at, at these old catalogs because they used to have what they were known as female massagers what oh yeah i know what you're saying they called them female massagers but they were really the classic white (laughs) vibrator right (laughs) right am i right Yes. But they called them female but, massagers but the model would be like this it would be a lady like this and she would have it on her neck yeah like as if she's using that phallic thing <laughs> to do her scapulas yeah. right <laughs> meanwhile cut to her in real life and she's like spread eagle as if broad stewart's about to walk in and croon her did you call him Broad Stewart? Broad Stewart. Broad yeah. Stewart. Rod Stewart. Rod. Rod. Even worse. Even worse. Yeah. Rod. Rod Stewart sounds oh, pretty God. good. Well, can, that was can, a that was a uh, it, wow. what started out innocent again went completely yeah. south. Consumer distributing. Oh, well, more. See, let's oh, see what wow. you can. This is this is the final. This is it. Mm. I'll clear the table. Oh, this you is so cool. Yeah. But again, Thank this you. is another gift from Retro Kid. This is for oh, you. Boy. I know you'll appreciate this. 
Oh, God. We have a trucker cap uh, 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 equivalent to it. Oh, my God. This is a good we one. got to tell. This is so good. So, again, in Canada, we don't have... Uh, this is Brewers Retail. Brewers Retail. Which is, what that was the old school one, yeah. which he had evolved to the beer store is what they yeah. call it now. So again, in Canada, Tell them, yeah. they eliminate the middleman. Right. <laughs> they just have someone at a microphone and you, you go, there's like every beer label available in Canada. Labatt's, yeah. Labatt 50, Labatt Blue, all the, yeah. all the everything. And you go, I want, I want one of those. And I don't know if you saw the back on the back. Yeah, of it has the number on it, twenty four two four two four. Yeah, yeah, which we called our the, the case of beer. Yeah. Canadians called it a two four. Mike Myers calls it the the uh, Canadian briefcase. Yeah, because it has like a handle, like a little, like you know, it was like you're going to work. <laughs> but what we have to tell people is in Canada. The reason we had Brewers Retail, it what? was run by the government. Oh. Unlike in America, you can go to 7-Eleven. You can go to Rite Aid. You can go to Rite Aid. You can go to Rite <laughs> You can go anywhere and buy alcohol. Where, where you get the same pills for your liver, yeah. you go also get, get the alcohol. alcohol right. down, yeah, it's crazy. But in Canada, you couldn't buy liquor at any of those places. Yeah. You had to go specifically to Brewers Retail. To the beer store. To buy yeah. your beer. And you had to go to the LCBO right, to, to buy your- your alcohol, alcohol, like your, wine, your and, wine and spirits, your yeah. fine spirits. Like, and then you come to America and you're like, wait, it's just here at the 7 <laughs> Eleven. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's everywhere. It's a kid selling it on the street, like it's a amazing. lemonade stand. Yeah. But yeah, so the best part about Beer Store, yeah. much like consumers distributing, is you walk up to a guy and you point at a logo and then he goes, yeah. okay. And he, he speaks into a microphone, like a, at Harvey's, you know, yeah, yeah. Harvey's does your hamburger. Yeah. Uh, and, and out. From a hole in the wall on a, on a trolley comes your beer. Like someone pushes yeah. it out. On a rolling, on a it was rolling like a thing. rolling track. And as a kid, when you'd go in there that with your amazing. dad, you're like, oh, look at the case. Of, <laughs> look at the 2-4 rolling out of the wall, yeah. eh, Pops? Yeah. It was like, oh, what? yeah, eh? That's, that's oh. what we call magic, eh? Oh, yeah. it's like watching the Virgin Mary what? give birth to Jesus. This <laughs> case of beer would just roll out at you. And as a kid, you're just like, holy smoke. Oh my God. And you just wanted as a kid to get on it you and roll to ride on it. it. You wanted to go back there. Oh, uh, but wow. the best was watching, the, you know, your your local, <laughs> the local alcoholics with the with their... Uh, they're, they're gurneys, and they're bringing in the empties, right? Oh. Because you bring in the empty bottles for a deposit. You, you get like a couple, like a, you get all those loonies and toonies. Do you, you want to hear want. a story? I do want to hear so a story. So I, when I was younger, I was working in a bush camp in northern Ontario, like okay. on the shores of Lake Superior. <laughs> My girlfriend at the time was working in Banff at a camera store. Okay. And we were madly in love, and I had to put in my time the whole summer working at this this lumberjack camp. Okay. And at the end of the my run, which I think was like September 3rd, we arranged that I was going to drive all the way across Canada to Banff. Oh, my God. To Alberta. Yeah. Banff is this gorgeous mountain yep. town. It's stunning. And, and so I get in my car. I have this little car that I bought from my mother, a, a Toyota Corolla station wagon, like a little, we called it the golden nugget. It was gold. <laughs> so I had it up. I dr- had driven it up to the bush camp at the start of my job at the, in the spring. Now I'm driving across Canada, and the night I leave, the brakes start going. Oh, no. So I'm driving across, and I, I haven't seen my girl in yeah. like three months. Yeah. And yeah. we're just jonesing to be together. Like, we're madly <laughs> yeah. in love. Yeah. Like, madly in love. And so the further I'm driving along, 
the more I can hear metal grinding <laughs> on metal. So oh now my it's my God. brakes, my axle. Everything. Your car is falling apart. Right. And I'm approaching a mountain village right. where, where I've got to start driving. You like need it. brakes. So I'm just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do this so that I roll and I creep and I try and time it so you, I never have like to a ra- touch. Like the a rally racer. Yeah. It was crazy, but the the further I got, the closer I got to her, the more I could hear the grinding, and <laughs> oh, I was like, God. I said, I don't care, I love, I gotta get to this my is girl. For love. Yeah, this is for love, and I'm like, now I'm in the mountains, and I finally <laughs> roll into this town. <laughs> you made it. I parked the car. Yeah. I got it to a garage, and the guy says it'll be this much to fix it all, yeah. and I didn't have a lot. I was yeah. still like, you know, student guy. Yeah. And there was a guy in the town that she had made friends with. And this guy, I don't know how he got them. I don't know if he was a huge drinker. I don't know what it was. He bought that car as is for, I think it was $485 worth of empty beer oh, bottles. Oh, wow, wow, wow. So, <laughs> he just had them stored. He like... had them stored. So I sold my first car <laughs> for, empties. for empty beer bottles. And I had to put them in a cab. I had to make three trips oh my God. in a cab. Yeah. And yeah. go to the brewer's retail and slide them down that thing, I'm and it was to, crazy. I'm trying to think of like what the the, the equivalent like. God damn, that's a lot. It of was empties. a lot. It was a lot. I had to do three trips. It was like it was crazy, dude. <laughs> so I I sold a car for empty beer bottles, and you're like Mr. Moneybags at yeah. that point. That's good. That's it a good story, wild. man. Yeah, that's gotta that's, go into a movie somewhere. <laughs> oh, it was worth it though. I got to be with my girl. But anyways, dude, thank you so much. Of these course. are these are just so you know. Obviously, I'm from Toronto, and you're from. Are you from Toronto? I'm from too? Toronto as well. What part? Uh, well, I I was born in Toronto, but grew up in Scarborough. Oh yeah, okay. So like yeah. Midland and Eglinton is yeah. where I grew, like proper. You, you wouldn't even recognize the place if you I went know, back there. I know it's crazy. I grew up at uh, at um, uh, in North York at oh Leslie and Dom Mills, right in the shadow of Fairview Mall. Oh yes, yes. So used, we weren't too far from each other. No, not at all. Not at all. That, I used to uh, wow. watch movies there. I used to visit the local bulk barn. Oh yeah, buy yeah. things in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! I met know. my wife there, the bulk barn. Oh, really? She was huge. You yeah, <laughs> yeah. Four hundred. Talk about 400, 400 pounder. She was bulky. She. We don't use that word anymore. Now it, it's just no. fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. The fat barn. The, the fat, fat. The bulk barn. The cellulite the, barn. The fat farm is yeah. what they, they call it now. But then, cut to me and you get out of Toronto. Finally, we, we make our we way leave. down to LA, <laughs> yes. and then you become one of the top voice animation voice guys around well and i mean kudos to you well, man thank you thank yeah. you 